We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. My name is presented by Twisted Tea. Hope you have your Twisted Tea with you, Bill, after a nice, fun Saturday. My name is Bill Trochi, senior editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, our lead college football writer at SportingNews.com. As you can see, Bill, I've got my Deion Sanders sunglasses on for the occasion. But unfortunately, I can't really read with them. They're for distance only and driving and things like that. So I do have to take them off at the... Uh, I thought I would go with the gig just for, just for a just for a quick sec. So anyway, um, yeah, crazy day out there. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about. We were joking in the office that this was going to be week three, W E A K three, but it was not a week Saturday at all. No, I mean you know it's Georgia got a scare. Um, Colorado's losing at halftime. Michigan played poorly. I think some teams had to slug it out to get through. Texas had a hangover game. I mean, but I, I mean, that's every week you have to play and that's what you're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds. Um, but in general, other than Tennessee, nobody and Kansas state, nobody was really stung. And as we're plowing through working on this one to one thirty three for tomorrow, um, you know, that's what I see. I mean, other than Tennessee and Kansas State and another team we're going to talk about here in a second, um, not a lot of huge drops. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. First, we'll start with the Big Kahuna Burger. The Big Kahuna Burger today was Alabama's quarterbacks, I would say. Yes, I mean, that... uh... Your friend Matt Hayes, I don't know if you read him already, from Saturday Down South, said the Alabama dynasty is over. Nick Saban is struggling. He's made bad decisions. And the end is never is never uh, clean, essentially. And uh, he thinks this is the beginning of the end. He thinks South Florida is a terrible team and Alabama barely, barely beat them. So anyway, so as you know, Tyler Buckner did not even last a half before he got benched. He was 5 for 14 for 34 yards. Five possessions, five punts. Ty Simpson came in. He led Bama to a field goal before the half to make it 3-3, and he played the whole second half, finished the game 5-for-9, 73 yards, no touchdowns. Um, Roy Dell Williams turned out to be the star for Alabama, 129 yards rushing and a touchdown. Alabama did not take a two-score lead until there were 33 seconds left to go in the game. They were a 30-point favorite, I think. Uh, Bama threw eight passes in the second half. Simpson was sacked four times, so they attempted 12. Four sacks, eight passes, only completed five. You can't win at a top five, you know, top level that Alabama's used to with that kind of passing game. No, um, but I'm not going to call them dead yet because they, they'll probably start Ty Simpson next week against Ole Miss. They're going to have their hands full with a Ole Miss team and an Ole Miss quarterback in Jackson Dart that had, oh, 251 passing yards, 136 rushing yards, three total touchdowns, and, you know, Lane will have them ready. Nobody's going to feel sorry for Alabama here. Uh, the quarterback play was bad. I'm really curious what's going on with Jalen Milrow in terms of right put him in. Right. But maybe he's going to the transfer portal. Who knows? I mean, that's speculation's already out there. And – um yeah, it's just the quarterback play. They're going to drop. I, I'm going to drop. I'm going to guess they'll be ranked about 15, maybe lower, um, based on overreaction, based on a win. And, you know, it, LSU looks clear-cut better than them because of the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, LSU uh, – sorry, USF is just not a good team at all. And – to be in a 3-3 game and a 10-3 game and, you know, having to play key possessions literally the entire game and not been – and 
seeing Simpson get sacked over and over and over, you're like, I think they need a guy who's more mobile back there. If, especially if Simpson's not lighting it up through the air. I, it's a weird deal. I mean, I saw what Saban kind of said after the game, and he was like, you know, we reward the people that practice the best or whatever and look best in practice. And I don't know. It just seemed odd. I mean, he didn't play great against pe- Texas, but he was clearly better than the two performances we saw today. Yeah, and, you know, they. this is a result of – They've had such good quarterback play over the years. It was stunning to see that. I mean, we've seen Georgia win with guys that were lesser than Stetson Bennett and and make it work, but they weren't going to win a national championship with that. So um, defense came through for them. It was obviously a hangover game there. Texas had a hangover game from that too. True. Fair. So I think when you play a game of that magnitude, sometimes that happens. Uh, they got to play with a sense of desperation next week. They got to get the running game going to support that. Um, they did have 203 yards rushing. Roy Dell got going. Um, but yeah, it's the same stuff with Alabama. I, I still think, you know, bad penalties at the wrong time, a turnover. Um, defense played okay. But yeah, they, they are going to be the subject tomorrow because people are waiting them for them to lose that second game. And we live in a very real possibility that that could happen next week yeah and they're not the offensive line is not asserting control they are not imposing their will anymore that we're like we're used to seeing as well in addition to the quarterback play in addition to receivers that can kind of win the one-on-ones we're not seeing the offensive line play either and so I think that's concerning too from an Alabama standpoint let's move on to another uh crazy game Florida State Boston College 25 and a half point favorites they go up there. It's the red bandana game. Florida State kind of drops the hammer a little bit. They're up 31-10 in the third quarter. And next thing you know, they're fighting for their life. They end up winning 31-29. to uh, BC outgained Florida State 457-340. to So over a, about 120 yards. But they had 18 penalties. And this is nothing new for BC. They now have 38 penalties in three games. So that is something Jeff Halfley has got to fix. Jordan Travis, 15 for 24, 212 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, but the Seminoles, they couldn't put it away. Uh, and then uh, to a team that nearly lost to Holy Cross. Uh, look ahead spot for Florida State, of course. They've got Clemson next week. BC played great, you know, above their head. Uh, QB was great. Thomas Castellanos, he was really good. 305 yards passing, 95 yards rushing against this Florida State defense. What happened? What's your take from that game? Oh, they survived. I mean, nothing more. I mean, Boston College played well. I've seen Jimbo Fisher teams go up there and struggle. I've seen Miami teams from the past go up there and struggle. It's a weather thing. Uh, Boston College played inspired. There they was did. a stretch there where, you know, the red bandana game, good. That's awesome. I like It is awesome. It. Yeah, but there was a stretch. They went up 31 to 10. And then they had 32 yards on 16 plays and Keon Coleman didn't catch a pass and Boston college came ready to play. So it it happens. And I think for Florida state, it was definitely a look ahead spot. They're going to Clemson next week. Clemson's got their act together. Clemson's going to want to, sorry, my cat is climbing (laughs) all over the place. He may make an appearance here on the live show here in a second. Um, Right. He's excited. Uh, I think he's looking for a rabbit outside right now. But, um, no, Florida State is fine. The Jordan Travis injury scare. But when you stack up 
And we'll do it. I mean, we'll have it for everybody in the morning. But when I'm trying to stack up this top 10, I think Penn State, Notre Dame, Florida State, Texas are interchangeable. I, I might even put Washington a peg ahead of all those teams right now. Maybe so. Maybe so. Florida State's one of their big problems was the white helmets. <laughs> that was that was pretty bad. They don't need you to wear can't those. Wear the white helmet. What is that? Come on, now those gold ones are gorgeous with the with the spear and everything. That 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 contributed to the collapse in the second half. I stand yeah, they, by that. Yeah, well, I mean, they still won the game <laughs> though. They got out with the win, and I never. It was one of those games. Even though Boston College came back, there was never a point where I thought, okay, Boston College is going to win. Thought right. they might buy it, but I never thought they would win. And that missed extra point proved real costly. It did. It did. It did. All right. So Georgia, South Carolina, you said it was going to be Georgia's first test. I poo-pooed it. I was like, it's not going to be a test. They're going to kill them. They were favored by over 20 points. I was very skeptical. You nailed it. Georgia was forced to make some plays against a hot quarterback and and did so. They were down 14-3 at halftime. But in the first half, they only had the ball three times. They had really long possessions. One of them, they missed a field goal. One of them, they made a field goal. And then one of them, they punted. So, like, I didn't think things were going terrible, but, you know, they only had two uh, – sorry, they only had three first-half possessions. But then the second half, they came out, they went TD, TD, missed field goal, TD to start. And then that kind of put them in control. Uh, they picked Rattler off twice in the fourth quarter. Carson Beck ended up 27 for 35, 269. Didn't feel like it. I don't know, maybe you feel differently. But um, as a running game, Edwards had 118 yards on the ground, 20 carries. That seemed to carry the offense. I don't know. It seemed like they were protecting Beck. Numbers don't really back that up. I don't know. What was your impression of that game? I mean, he got it done in the second half. First half was brutal. They didn't have the ball. South Carolina played well. Spencer Rattler was hot. He did. Uh, yeah. Uh, second half, Carson Beck, 14 to 17, 171 yards. I mean, that's kind of the stuff that Stetson Bennon did. And what happened was South Carolina was one-dimensional. They still shut down the running game. And and when you play somebody like Georgia, if Georgia can make you one-dimensional, eventually it's going to catch up with you. And I thought Georgia did a good job um, responding in the second half, and that's a good team. And they got the they got the win. And, and I think, again, it, it was kind of a – this was supposed to be a weak Saturday. Like you said, it turned out to be kind of like a – Get through the game Saturday for for everybody. Honestly, uh, I know we're going to talk about Ohio State in here in a minute. They were the one that kind of just, you know, blew the doors off from from the get get go. And and there's some good trends there for the Buckeyes. But it was good for Georgia to, to be forced to make plays under pressure, and it almost felt like they they weren't used to that. And yeah, it's play a football had. game. I mean, yeah, because they who they play UT Martin and Ball State. They were right. playing SEC dudes, so. <laughs> Um, yeah. good news for Florida is their division's absolutely trash. Um, I think we canceled my plans to go to Tennessee today, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> to save that budget. Um, I mean, you know, if Tennessee drops out of the top 25, you realize Georgia will have no ranked teams in their whole schedule. That's crazy. And they might, I, I think we'll end up having them ranked in our one to one thirty three. but, uh, yeah. um, you and I were talking through it. I, I could see them dropping out though for like a Kentucky or a Missouri or right now the uh, undefeated teams in that division are Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina lost, Vanderbilt lost. Who's let Florida lost. 
Is that all of them? There's somebody I'm forgetting that just makes me look South Carolina. South Carolina lost today. So the only teams left undefeated are Missouri and Kentucky. So they're building their college football playoff case on that. Georgia better not lose. (laughs) Right. But, uh, yeah, they're going to be a solid, solid favorite all the way through. Uh, You mentioned it, Notre Dame and Ohio State. Take care of business before the big showdown next Saturday night in South Bend. Bill Bender will be live high above Notre Dame Stadium to watch that game. Notre Dame 41-17 over Central Michigan. Notre Dame is now 4-0. They've scored at least 40 points in every game. Sam Hartman, 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions on the season. It was only, what, 21-14 at halftime? Defense did not look great in the first half. Um, They straightened that out. Offense was fine. They missed a couple field goals today. They have not punted much, many drives. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the amount of drives that have ended in a punt with Sam Hartman at controls is is very few thus far. Uh, Audrey Gestime has been great on the ground too. I mean, that's it's just really going to be fun next week. Ohio State today, of course, they ended up uh, blowing out Western Kentucky 63-10, to 10, 35 points in the second quarter. Uh, Marvin Harrison, he had that quiet first game of the season, and since then he's averaged – 143 yards a game since I had a huge 75 yard bomb from Kyle McCord. He was about five yards behind the deeper than the deepest, as they like to say, just ran right by the D. So the stage is set. Game day is coming. Bill Bender's coming. What do you, what do you have to, what's your early look ahead on that? Oh, it's going to be awesome. Um, Ohio, that Notre Dame, that might frighten me a little bit that Ohio state got the big plays going today. But I mm. still think it's going to be a real good one. Well, I mean, the stat, and we wrote about it for a preview for tomorrow. You know, Sam Hartman, this big play passing game for Notre Dame, he's averaging 265 passing yards a game. Kyle McCord, for all his struggles in those first couple games, he's still averaging 271 passing yards a game. The difference in this game is going to be the running game. If Notre Dame can keep Audrick going and they move the chains with that, Ohio State's defense has improved. I was actually impressed with the way that they, this might sound kind of overdoing it, but Western Kentucky scores a ton of points and Ohio state would be good for maybe a breakdown or two. They were pretty solid all the way through, but this is Notre Dame's best shot at it. And and we we're going to write about it all week at sporting news. I mean, this is a huge game looking forward to it. Um, They're coming out in green bill. Oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a fun environment, a fun game between those two. And you know, a lot on the line for both teams and for Notre Dame, it's got to have this one because you still got to play Clemson and USC. Um, for Ohio State, if they lose, I mean, it's going to come down on Ryan Day. And, you know, it, I, I can't emphasize. I mean, of all these good games we have in week four, this is the one that that will create the most reaction, especially even if Alabama and Clemson lose. I mean, then it becomes about who are the teams that are still in it. And, right. Alabama, and Notre Dame and Ohio State, this huge piece of the puzzle. Yeah, it's going to be so fun, and I uh, can't wait to get through all the stuff we're doing next week at SportingNews.com to preview the game, and then, of course, we'll have all kinds of coverage live from South Bend. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, game time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. 
With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBNATION for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account and redeem code CFBNATION for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Washington. Let's talk about them. Unstoppable. Uh, I don't even, I don't, they've led Michigan State 35 nothing at halftime. What was the final? 41 to. Seven oh, they won 41 to seven. I mean, that was a seven. First I, half, Michael Penix, 20 for 25, 375, four touchdowns. And Washington almost had three different receivers with 100 yards at halftime. The two, and then somebody had like 95 or something. Um, Jalen McMillan, one of their awesome receivers, got hurt in the second quarter with a leg injury. I think after he had already had 100 yards. Um, but Kalen DeBoer said he looked fine. He shouldn't be anything serious. Uh, they have Cal and Arizona before they get Oregon. So they should be 5-0. and I'd be very surprised if they weren't. Uh, it's a really good win. You talked about Pac-12 teams coming into Big Ten stadiums. Not the easiest thing in the world. Um, easy win today. Should be 5-0. and Top five team, possibly? Yeah, I mean, they should be. I've, if I'm stacking them up and I'm kind of eyeballing it now, I mean, what if I was doing a top five right now, Mm-hmm. Like top five for next week, and we'll have it. I'll give our listeners a sneak peek. I think it'd be Georgia, Michigan. Michigan was bad tonight, but I I think the Harbaugh suspension has run its course. They'll have him back. They'll get a lift from him. Ohio State, three. USC, four. And uh, I think I'd put Washington, five. And I then, can... like I said, that back half is interchangeable. So, I mean, like I said, the six through ten, Notre Dame, Penn State, um, those teams, I mean, 10 with Tennessee lose. I think LSU will be 10. You could put Oregon there. That's fine. Um, Penn State, Notre Dame, Florida State, Washington. This is Notre Dame's chance. I mean, if they win next week, you got to think they'll be ranked number three. There's a good chance. Could be. Could be. That would be That would be the best. Well, I don't know. Beating Ohio State at home, beating Alabama on the road. But Texas uh, lost some style points with Alabama not looking – so hot today when you talk about, you know, who has the best win of the season type of thing. And then uh, Florida State could be in possession of two fantastic wins if they win at Clemson. That'll be their second really good win. Uh, one more game I want to talk about is that Florida-Tennessee game we talked about a little bit. Florida extends their swamp streak to 20 years. 29-16 win over the Vols. Definitely an upset. Travis Etienne ran for 172 yards. 
Florida took the lead in the second quarter, never really looked back. Joe Milton, he had three 40-yard pass plays on the day, but not much else. I uh, looked this up. Tennessee has scored at least 30 points every game in the Josh Heupel era, except the 27-13 loss to Georgia last year, and now this 29-16 loss at Florida this year. So what um, what was the... Uh, what was your thought? I mean, Tennessee's D was going to be their weakness. If, you know, we all thought that the offense would keep humming. Do you think it was the offense that was a problem tonight or the defense that was the problem tonight? Um, you know, but both. I mean, they, they didn't run the ball. I thought they would run all over Florida. They got off to a horrible start. Florida, mm-hmm. you know, just 20 years. Sometimes this happens. And Florida um, – you know, got to hand them credit. So this was a back against the wall moment for them. They delivered. I mean, it puts Tennessee in a hole. It makes the SEC look even worse in some ways because now Tennessee, they can't kind of get on that bandwagon. So I, I thought Milton made some plays, but the lack of a running game behind him didn't help. And uh, credit Grant Mertz, man. And he, he's been a little bit of a punching bag. So good for him, you know, big win for him, big win for Florida. And I still don't think any of those teams are going to get close to Georgia, but so Georgia's going to get in on this. Auburn's probably the toughest game on their schedule if we were <laughs> looking at it objectively right now, which is I mean, wild. Add Tennessee's going to be tough. It will be. Yeah, it Tennessee will be, will be tough. But, uh, I mean, Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky will give them. But none of those teams are Georgia's talent level. None of those right. teams are Georgia's physicality, and it'll show. Right. Right, right. So, all right, this brings us to our section, the next week's tailgate section. You could tailgate anywhere. I think you know the – I think I know you're going to even be at probably a tailgate before the, the Notre Dame game. What, what's your tailgate for next week? Oh, I'm going to Notre Dame. Uh, Jack Rencho, <laughs> Notre Dame alum, uh, sent me a picture from a Notre Dame tailgate. He wants me to stop by next week. His son okay. is my point guard uh, for our basketball team, and – He's a Notre Dame alum. He's really excited about next week. He sent me a picture of, he said, you have to stop by here. It's like 90 feet from the stadium. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be at Notre Dame, Ohio state. A lot of, uh, going to be awesome. Always that, that atmosphere. I've been looking forward to that game. They've only played at Notre Dame twice in my lifetime. This will be the second one. So I'm super excited to go. Yeah. And I would pick, uh, Florida State at Clemson, I think. It's the noon kickoff on ABC. Uh, Florida State has lost nine of their last ten at Clemson, and Clemson's won seven in a row overall in this streak. They are dying to, to end this streak like we thought. We think they were looking ahead past Boston College to get down to Clemson. Clemson uh, obviously had a really bad Labor Day Monday night, but they have straightened themselves out the last two weeks a little bit against weaker competition this is a back-against-the-wall game for them, for sure, especially with one ACC loss already. Florida State's looking to get their second you know, five-star resume win, and that's going to be a battle. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be really fun. So, All right, now it's our Sad Saturday. Sad Saturday, I don't know if I ever really like categorized this necessarily. I feel like it's a G5 beating a P5, or it's an FCS beating an FBS. So we had a couple of those today. Uh, not till late in the day, though. Cincinnati lost to Miami of Ohio. Some of the pride of the Mac, Bill. You got, you got, Mac you got a Mac. Upsets today. I'm not going to say anything nice about Miami, but no, um, <laughs> that was a big win for them. That's a rivalry game down there, strangely. So, uh, 
in overtime. So yeah, wow, look at that. And then Oklahoma State loses 33-7 to South Alabama. They are in disarray. 208 total yards of offense. They had two turnovers, and they've been playing three quarterbacks, like legit playing them, not injury, not whatever. Like It's almost like Alabama's situation. They don't know what to do. He played three more today, and they are, they are in trouble. And then uh, the late one out in the Pac-12, Sacramento State, 30, Stanford, 23. Sad day for – sad Saturday for Stanford. Stanford hired Troy Taylor away from Sacramento State, and then his old team beat his new team on a wild 49-yard touchdown with 132 to play. Did you Have you seen the highlight of this one? I have not. Quarterback uh, was just wildly scrambling on third and six, and then right before he crossed the – uh, line of scrimmage hit the guy and he's got free down the sidelines and all of a sudden Sacramento State pulls the upset on future ACC team Stanford yeah and then uh, another one would be uh Iowa State made and I know it's my alma mater they made oh, a sorry goal. did I miss that one they, they made a field goal that they called not good and <laughs> ended up losing by three so you just can't walk into Peden Stadium in Athens, Ohio, and expect to get the calls. So that's an yeah. extra sad Saturday right there when you make a field goal and they say it's no good. Well, and then you lose by three. I don't feel bad because when I was in college, Iowa State beat us in a home and home, including one at Peden that I think I I didn't pass out, but I was in rough shape in the second half in the stands in that game. So why uh, is that, Bill? What what happened? It was what? just it was really hot. Uh, <laughs> it was actually super hot that day. Um, but yeah, so good for the Bobcats, three and one, uh, big win, and uh, yeah, bad, bad, bad look for Iowa State. Illinois had a rough one too; they dropped a one and two. Yep. All right, two O'Nellies. You got O'Nelly ready for me? I know you were. Kind oh, of I know. Yeah, I mean, first of all, LSU. I mean, I they're not dead yet. They 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 probably are Georgia's toughest game because I think right now they look like the team that'll get to Atlanta. Uh, Malik Neighbors, thirteen catches. 239 yards, two touchdowns. Most of I that know. first half, they they destroyed Mississippi State down in Stark Vegas, and they get Arkansas, who lost to BYU. I mean, that's a good LSU football team that just had a bad night in the opener, and I think BK is going to have them shaped up. I mean, they're not they're top ten. They're they're going to be ranked ten, I think. Bad half, bad half in the opener. They were fine in the first yeah. half, but yeah, they fell apart in the second half against Florida State for sure. Uh, Whoa, Nelly, I got a Michael Penix to Rome Adunze bomb in the second quarter for Washington. Um, it just shows how just they're clicking on all cylinders right now. They were down, I'm sorry, they were up 14-0. Michigan State punts it back to the five-yard line, and it's still a game, obviously, and they're just like, okay, we're at our own five-yard line. We're going to bomb it 50 yards down the field in the first play. Just drops back, throws it as far as he can. Dunze makes a diving catch. All of a sudden, boom, they're at the 50-yard line. Two more passes, they're in the end zone. It was amazing. And then, of course, I think everybody's seen the highlight of uh, Harrison Mevis, Missouri's kicker, 61-yard walk-off for Mizzou to pull the upset of Kansas State. That was definitely a whoa, Nelly. I don't know if you saw the final seconds of that game. Missouri uh, was flagged for a delay a game, making a 56-yard field goal a 61 yard field goal right and he nailed it anyway 
Yeah, and they beat Kansas State, who is just the bane of my existence right now because I can't get their picks right. So uh, <laughs> I thought that was a slam dunk. Man, uh, Will Howard is really good. I liked him. I don't know how they lost that game. He is a really good quarterback. Yeah, but Mizzou, and we got some Mizzou alum in our office. They uh, definitely uh, big win for them. So uh, good, good for Mizzou. And uh, my second one, Nelly, is kind of a, a team that's just hovering outside the top ten. That the the more I look at them more watch out like Oklahoma's good mm. um Dylan Gabriel was 20 to 31 425 421 yards five touchdowns three guys with 100 yards at Tulsa they open big 12 play uh they get Cincinnati next week um they could win the big 12 pretty easily and I would not be surprised at all because I've watched them do it like almost every year of the playoff era so I mean wouldn't that be something if we get down the stretch and Oklahoma and USC are fighting for those last two playoff spots. And it's uh, the Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, Dylan Gabriel triangle here. And uh, they're really good. They've almost scored 70 points twice in three weeks, which would be amazing. I mean, that's a really good high powered offense. Brett Venables has got them humming. Right. And the big 12 had a terrible day today, right? I mean, Kansas state gets beat. Texas was 10, 10 after three quarters against Wyoming mm-hmm. in a hangover game after winning at Alabama, you mentioned the Iowa State loss, right, to Ohio. Cincinnati loses to Miami of Ohio. Oklahoma State loses to South Alabama. I mean, the, the league isn't as strong as we thought. Oh, West Virginia, nice win, right? right? 17-6 in the backyard brawl. Neil Brown is going to prove us wrong as the my prediction that he was going to be the first coach fired. Good for him. That was a big win for them. And Pitt's in a little bit of a free fall. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there's surprises in there, hidden surprises in this week. And, you know, we're getting into the third quarter here, and Colorado State's still up a touchdown. So, holy mackerel. I mean, yeah, we started recording at halftime of the Colorado Colorado State game. So, for those of you listening on Sunday, obviously the game is over, whatever. That first half was an absolute circus. It was a scoop and score for Colorado State this uh Shiloh Sanders had a pick six after a 50-yard field goal was made and then taken off the board there was a halfback pass for a touchdown uh Colorado State had big time cheap shot on Travis Hunter did you see that on the sideline mm-hmm. big time cheap shot I don't know how else you would describe it Colorado State had 11 penalties for over 100 yards in the first half I mean that all the tensions and just whatever just boiled well, over into everything. It was a in, man. They invited it in, and it's not over. I mean, this is the end of the Florida-Tennessee game got ugly, too. So Yes, it did. What was Josh Heupel do calling the timeout when the clock, clock could have run out? It was 29-16, and he calls a needless timeout. And so right. I kind of blame him for that little scuffle. What about you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So you invite that, and you're just asking for it. But I've, all this build up to this game and all this hype and all this talk and We'll see how it finishes, but, uh, I mean, Colorado's got work to do. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, I think we are at the end of our third live show. Thank you to everyone for listening to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast, brought to you by Twisted Tea on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for those of you watching on our YouTube channel at CFB Nation, thank you to Irish Breakdown, your source for Notre Dame football information. There'll have plenty of Ohio State stuff for you this week. Uh, we will be back throughout the week and with more episodes. Don't forget to join us, like I said, each Saturday night for our live reaction show. It's TBD next week. We're going to figure it out with Bill and South Bend. 
how that might work. It might just get pushed uh, to early in the week, or if we can figure it out, we'll do it for you. We'll let you know on Twitter. Uh, so thank you again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will see you soon.